Hey, everybody, it's John. And thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks away so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right, hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, I'm John Hall. Hey, John Hall. You want to you want to breathe that fresh, sweet Philly air and tell them where I we am, are this time since we're since we're we road are, showing and we're already we are you and I have done a two. bunch of successful like eight episode day road shows and we haven't made it through one fucking episode of Philly with any semblance of dignity left. No, so we took the Amtrak down. The Amtrak got us uh, delayed, and then we drank one of your double IPAs on the train ride down, and then. We show up here at Human Robot Schuylkill Banks, and uh, we love it. It's awesome. It, I, I want this closer to my house because um, Amtrak's unreliable. Otherwise, I would jump it more often. Um, <laughs> You're fucking, and Amtrak's we, right at your house. I had to started, drive to your house. We started with some uh, some nice pills, and then we went to some more nice pills, and now there's some more nice pills on the way. And, Wait, here um, we go. Milk tubes. We're about so we're we're about to slam a milk a tube milk tube as a gift. So, from, from all right. the human robot. So, so for wait, human let's, robot, let's introduce, introduce because if there's guests, any discussion, our, our sure. yeah. I want Kyle and Brendan to have both been introduced to Carbon Copy so Brewing. Light. So if this makes you react, people will know who that reaction is from. And here we go. Ready? So milk how do, tube. How do, you, with how do you drink the? Is it just, you just chug it? All right. Don't, don't spew like August. I feel like that's a great way... If you were teaching a school of broadcasting thing, Hall, would you suggest somebody down a milk tube of foam and then the black right glasses. before they start talking to microphones for a little? No, we're all going to die. Uh, and now the black glasses have hit the table. So Already. Welcome, fellas. Thanks oh, for being here. Oh, that tastes great, though. I do like it. It's so good. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. So when whichever one of you is talking, you're going to have to slam your face right into the microphone. But we're doing a double episode on the road, so we only have three mics. So get used to that. Um, team at home, I mean. Thank you. All right, so let's get into one. Let's talk about carbon copy because the two of you have kind of this pedigree or resume. I would kill for, but neither one of you looks old enough to me to have to have lived any one of the lives on your resume. So let's talk about carbon copy. You guys come together in the last year, right? You guys are relatively new as a team. Yeah, we've been working. Closer. We've been working on this since like 2020, uh, but we just opened. December last year. In the Philly area. Yeah, um, in the old Dock Street uh, yeah. spot out 50th in Baltimore in West Philly. Which was an institution for the longest time in this town. Right? Yeah. I mean, Dock Street was like well, one of the OGs. All right, wait, bef- before he does the, his very intense Philly history knowledge, which always leaves me in the lurch because I don't know well, 
what kind was there a brew house in here when you guys moved in? It was a functioning or had been a functioning brewery. What did you inherit equipment wise? Like, tell me about the system you walk into. And I do want to talk about the four beers of yours you brought because I was just looking at them and I kind of love them for being a wit. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not just a because they're pretty cans and you guys match your pack tech to your label. Like it's we very try. it's we very thorough and nice, but but also looked to me like it was going to be four hazies. And it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the labeling, the branding, I was like, oh, boy. And then I looked. I was like, wait, I want to drink this wit. I, you know, what else is in the mix? So there's a lager in there. It's a, a Hell's. A Hellas lager, uh, IPA, um, whip, Belgian-style whip beer, and then, uh, yeah, the northern German-style pilsner. Right. So, But like I said, they were, they were pretty and coated to their pack text. I was like, oh, boy. And then I looked, I was like, no, oh, I want to drink that. And I was like, don't drink that. You have three more episodes today. Don't taste all these guys' beers before they come out. But I will drink your beers today. But let's talk about, well, let's talk about what you inherited system-wise and then we'll move on. So what was the system you moved into and where had it been before? What were they doing and what are you doing with it? Yeah, so um, like Brendan mentioned, we're in the old Dock Street brewing space uh, in West Philadelphia on 50th and Baltimore. And yeah, it is, they, yeah. they're definitely an institution. I think they're credited for being one of the first craft breweries in, in Philadelphia. They originally opened in like 1985. Yeah. They sold it, then they bought it back, and then they opened that brew pub in 2007. Was AB involved? Because that's a thing this month. <laughs> no. No, not, not, not at that <laughs> point. I think they this sold it Buying in, back in from AB is a big deal these days. I understand. <laughs> But yeah, so they, they reopened as a brew pub in 2007, and they were there for the 17 years until they decided in 2019, they opened up another larger brewery, and they decided they didn't need to. Okay. So they were looking to sell their original spot. Um, we inherited uh, some equipment, uh, some old pub brewing equipment made in like <laughs> the early 2000s on the, on the heat exchanger that actually says uh, uh, Pelican Brewing. Yeah, Pelican Pub. Pelican oh, Pub from yeah. 99, I think. From out in Oregon, so it's yeah. a bi-coastal brew house. <laughs> oh yeah, the brew house has been around. But Parts yeah. of around the brew house America. is better traveled than most of the thieves who are listening right now. So like, That's it's for sure. Yeah. And uh, it looks it for sure. Copper clad. Uh, all the pub fermenters that they have have no racking arms or dry hop ports. Like all the ringwood yeast what, you so, can eat. Yeah. But wait, how big exactly. is the system? It's a ten barrel. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a ten barrel with a like a mash kettle and then. There's a lot of ton above a whirlpool, so like, kind of has a classic combi look, but it has like a whirlpool at the bottom instead. So we do a lot of step mashing. So do you guys were these tanks that you inherited without the rack arms? Were they meant to be service tanks? No, they were the fermenters. Shut up. Yeah. So so when we did decide we were gonna like upgrade the the story. All right. So sorry to interrupt, but you know, John's the historian, and I'm just the drunk who likes fun flavors. I don't know why I can't be both. Well, I'm watching. But anyway, there's never been a drunk historian. No, not one. Anyway, but what I'm saying is when you think about so I'm I'm old enough that I remember that 80s wave of craft, that 90s wave of craft. And then when we came along, we thought we were correcting for mistakes we saw at the time and blah, 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 blah. I'm sure everybody has. But every now and then I hear these stories, I'm like, oh, yeah, no beer was as bad as we thought it was in 1991. And. It wasn't, you know, every now and then I'll like self-flagellate. I'll be like, you didn't have the palate to understand it. Or I'm sure these guys were good or they did. And then you hear this equipment and you're like, no, no, you can't make good beer that way. So how are you making that make what you want it to make? Well, we did have to make some upgrades to the system, like a new cold box, new glycol chiller. And we did buy a few 
tanks that had racking arms and dry hop boards. Because yeah, as you modern mentioned, tanks. yeah, we, we do make some. And not even beer. modern, like like 2001 modern. Yeah, <laughs> like, like just those, 10 years later. Those pub tanks do work just fine to ferment like lagers and whip beer in. So we do we do use them. They have a purpose. Yeah. I, so I guess I trade largely on optionality, and it, it, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. You could definitely make good use of, of those things for purpose, but I'd be like, ah, I can't make everything in it. Yeah, That's going to sure. make me crazy, even though you always end up with that that tank gets both, that tank gets done. Scheduling does get a little <laughs> Yeah, like you, you can't, you can't come in one morning and be like, hey, dude, I was thinking it'd be cool if we made a, you know, blah. And you're like, sure, and we can fit that in the schedule Thursday 17 from now. Yeah. yeah, we did. Um, we have dry hopped in them once. Uh, we did a. Uh, like, is there at least a port and top? Can a you just PRV. It's a PRV <laughs> port. Yeah, inch and a half dry clamp port. So we. Uh, so we made wait, like a what 4%. did you use a funnel? Uh, How did you like? Were you just like folding like paper f- till you had a perfect cone? Like a four inch uh, to one and a half inch uh, reducer. That's um, amazing. Yeah, we made like a four percent Belgian table beer that we hopped with Simcoe, Motueka, and Crystal. So we dry hopped that too. Um, I like it. Yeah, it was. None of that really sounds nice. like what I would think of with Dock Street in the past, though. Like, which is well, no, that's what we're talking about. John, no, I know. Like that would have been like, honey, go down to the craft store, buy me all the plastic lined cardboard that you can find until we can make a thirteen foot funnel that ends at two inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Those wouldn't really work for like the four pound per barrel dry hops for double IPA or IPA. Uh, no, uh, so. Well. It could be amazing. Yeah. And the worst part is if you love it, you're never going to recreate it. Yeah. Right? If, if you're like, the trick is, what we need is to just reduce the funnel, and that slows down, and you can't rebuild that. You need your own NFL home game, right? Sure. Come on, it's a dogfish story, dude. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we bought an open fermenter, too. Uh, we haven't kicked that online yet. We just finally got a, a pump that will be a little bit more gentle. What do you want to throw through there? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Now is that a is that a regional thing? You guys have both brewed around country and world. You know, you have experience. But when I think open fermenter, I think the first time I really saw active fermentation, open fermenter, fermenter, I was at Trogues, New Trogues, and they have those two monster of a fermenters. That are, like, is that a German heritage Philly thing where you're like, ah, oh, or is you know what I mean, or was it just something you always wanted? Uh, I've actually done it mostly with like mixed fermentation and saison, yeah. um, but we use like a you know uh, English yeast strain that would be great to just scoop off the top and then yeah. you know rack well, it. Well, you have some no hops. way around an English yeast strain. I've heard about the system. It's clearly yeah. in everything you own. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that and um, you know just the idea of like getting a more interesting character in our lagers and stuff like that and. Um, talking to some people, they say you really can like leave a lot of trub and uh, and like cold break behind if if you yeah. um, open can, ferment that. So can you just talk just for a second about like when you say interesting character, right? Like, what does that mean for you in aroma, in taste that you hope that down the line it'll bring to the beers that consumers also connect with? Because it's one thing to just sort of say like yeah. the big ethereal thing, but then like. You know, as we as we get into the black glass, like we'll dial into that kind of thing. Like, is there a hope or an expectation or just a grand wish upon a star of what that might do for the beers? Well, definitely uh, with less sulfur. Um, you know, having the open fermenter, cleaning that up a lot faster and getting a lot of cleaner profile. But um, 
you know, with maybe a little bit less yeast resin, might get a little bit more floral character that kind of plays well with like yeah. a middle fruit or a tetanang or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, so like I said, it's one of those things that I don't know. I, I was raised with all those fears of the brew house, like a like a strong right turn in piping and collect shit that invades you years later. And and as as we've all gotten better at all we do in my dozen years of doing this. You realize there are healthy fears and there are ridiculous, that guy just didn't want to learn science and he wrote the book fears. But open fermenter is still kind of terrifying. I, I, I embrace your embracing of it, but you know what I mean? I was like, we're just going to leave that thing open and just believe, and I know how it works, but we're just going to believe that nothing's going to, no Jersey bacteria is going to find its way through that crap. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, we are afraid of the Jersey bacteria yeah, of course, specifically, I mean, so uh, we can stay out it's, it's a healthy fear. It's a healthy, strong right, fear before, that I before, fully support. Before we get mad, all right, then, let's all right, get I'll into do the speech. Did you get us coffees? Yes. That's adorable. You know it makes it hard to uh, I did ask taste you. beer. That's fine. We can drink I'll this in between. All right. So what brings us together on Steelers Beer is a candid conversation of beer. What it is and what it's doing, not what we were told it would be or what we were told it would do. How good it tastes... Fuck you, Kenny. Are you having a hard time <laughs> putting a straw into your coffee cup? Not anymore. Um, but anyway, uh, fuck you, Kennedy. Anyway. No, <laughs> Justin is great today. Yay. Um, but anyway, so, and not how hard it was to get, but how it tastes. So, so to facilitate that, we drink blind out of black glasses. Did you guys bring these beers or are you? Yeah, we didn't. We did. The gift set is <laughs> Yeah, we didn't pull from Justin's selection. But different Justin. Just we the, keep yeah, saying yeah. Justin. and so, I yeah, keep hearing Kennedy Justin. sabotaged us. God damn it! I love this beer. I like this beer a lot. Yeah. No. I'm do you get? Do you get? All right. So let's skip over all the obvious kind of pretty clean ferment. Um, There's a fun stinkiness to this beer. Saisony notes. Yeah. But do you get that little like Dutch cocoa yeah, thing on the finish? But also like that's where that's where I keep fucking getting stuck. Because when I smelled it, I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's a pretty saison. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, and berries. That and kind of thing. And had all those florals. And then I had that, that aloe vera kind of, you know, that Fermented richness and, in the palate. Yeah. But then I just keep landing on, and where's that cocoa coming from? Because it makes no sense. And that's the best part of a good beer, right? So Now, there's a fermented berry funk that's coming off of this. Then I'm just, like, I'm really. Do you really want to try to nail the berry? I mean, I'm, I always love when we guess the berries and it's like and apricots. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> wrong kind of thing. Um, no, for me, it's like uh, macerated blueberry out in the sun for a couple of days kind of thing. Like there is. I could see that for sure. Yeah, there's definitely. So I guess what I talk about that like, aloe like, like I feel like there's a funk to it on the back end. Yeah. And there's just like this is, I don't know. This is everything I want to be drinking at. A Belgian cafe on a day like today, but outside on the other side of these uh, uh, automatic doors, that are just, <laughs> just will not stop right haunting us. Um, I want I, a little bit of overcast sun hitting me while I drink this. I will say this: so, you know, one of the hardcore rules on the show is you're not allowed to pair to cheese because everybody that likes cheese That's likes cheese, rule. so there's no That's bad your pairing. Rule. But this is one of the those goat cheese salad beers where I'm like, oh, if you did a nice mix of greens and some goat cheese and then something, this would be the perfect, like, you know, afternoon sunlight. Go you on. guys know what this is. Yeah. They brought have it. You, have you, I know, but have you had it before? Uh, I have not, no. <laughs> uh, All right, so what's yeah. it doing for you then? I mean, I'm getting like slightly papery, almost like a toffee flavor as well. Interesting. 
Ooh, now that you said toffee, I can absolutely smell it. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent Werther's. Yeah. In it. But yeah. The body. So I think I think there's a dissociation there for me with the body is so thin that when I smell toffee, I expect a lot richer body and, and malt character. So yeah. I think I just wrote that off until you said it. That, I like pap- that. that papery oxidation though is there in like a really fun way of like a. Not not all flaws are flawed. No, I'm not. Especially every when it comes to some older John. aged beers. John, uh, John believes in beer contests, so every now and then you got to remind him that the BJCP <laughs> is the problem, not the cure. You know, we have a long day together. I know. And if you want to start unloading this this, uh, this <laughs> now, it's just it's only going to get worse from here. Um, all right, but you have had it. Yeah, I've had, I've had this um, when it was originally released. Okay. So seventy two years ago. Yeah, so how so how <laughs> but it, it tasted nothing like right, paper. I, I did have I did have more of this, you know, when I purchased <laughs> Again, this a while you don't ago. look right, old so enough how, to, to so have bought this on release. This now compared to this then. Uh, yeah, definitely a little oxidized, but in a way that I don't think is terrible. Can uh, I ask so, you a question? Yeah. What was it I'm assuming it was in a bottle, but was it closed with cork or a crown? Uh, yeah, crown cap. Okay. So uh, you know, I just, I always wonder, because yeah, yeah. I hope you guys worry about the same shit, but, you know, oh, waxing is bullshit. I feel like Crown Cap might want a little wax to keep it a little tighter, and maybe, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, if you're like, oh, this is a Crown Cap in a green bottle, and it was yeah. somebody's authentic attempt, at, I'd be like, totally makes sense, but it also makes sense. Yeah, definitely, uh, once I could think something designed to age, um, and, uh, yeah, it has, like, a, a nice amount of funk, I was worried you know. That that might have blown off? Yeah. Or that no, might have gotten I, too, too far. far. Yeah. I don't think it went too no, far at all. No, I think I it's think pretty it's, restrained. Yeah. What I would say, not knowing anything about it, is that, you know, so we often talked on the show in the beginning when we were aging a lot more shit. Like, 12, you know, 10 years ago or 8 years ago when we started, a lot more was, a lot more of this show was, should you be holding on to it? Right? Is it one that was a little rude? You know, like, so... Brooklyn chocolate stout's a great example where I'd be like, look, you should never drink a Brooklyn chocolate stout in the year it was released. And then you should drink it for like three or four and dark ops is longer. But that part of it became, it's definitely my head, right? When I get demonstrative, it does it. Um, but anyway, so that became the that. The door but, just keeps opening up. But well, did, I'm pretty sure there's a, a, a family of pigeons that lives on the other side. Yeah, they're just dropping in yeah. to get us. But anyway, so it's deterioration, right? It's integration, it's evolution. It's did one part win. Definitely my hand, <laughs> but anyway. So I feel like this one. I feel like everything came off equally, and if it if it is what it was, it's it's equally a little less of this, a little. Less, you know what I mean? Like it. It grew. It fell apart evenly to maintain its integrity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or am I just being way too drunk with my words? No. Fuck you, Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy took off the sweatshirt, but is still using the <laughs> sweatshirt to obscure the bottles. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I want to know what it is. Yeah. This is Rio Oh, fuck off. In a brown bottle. Green Flesh has been out of business three times since that was made. Yeah, I this think that a, was uh, from 2013. 2013, Rio from uh, Green Flesh Brewing Company, San Diego, California. Maybe also Virginia. I don't know. No, no, no. no they weren't that, there that in 13. That was pre-Virginia. Um, yeah, this was like when Green they were... Is Green Flesh even still open? I think they're I think alive again with a different group or some shit. Yeah, they're, making, they're making weed stuff. Yeah. Dude, this Green Flesh, this oh. is this is this is if you go if you go on an untapped Augie carton back in those days, 
Green Flash was everything I drank. Like, they had a good conduit man. to the East Coast. It was good beer. Fine. Yeah, when, I, when I was 19, I was getting yelled at for not stocking Green Flash behind the bar, and I was like, I don't know what a West Coast IPA is. I'm <laughs> in the basement freaking out. That's amazing. But yeah, um, that was before they did the whole like Cellar 3 thing, so it was, it's pretty oh, old. Yeah. So okay. it's about, yeah, about 10 years old, and I bought it randomly in Chicago in 2019 so it's, uh, and it was six years old at that point yeah that's fucking amazing. I was just, awesome. I just saw it at the beer temple Binnies, I was like, fix your fucking inventory Binnies no, no this was selective it was at the beer temple I was like what the fuck is this doing here beer, beer temple knows what they're doing they well, know what's up you know what's funny Chris Quinn when they made this they claimed to be doing the kind of thing that would last this long yeah I think and it's it like an Orval did. worship type yeah. beer they uh, added bread do you not make an Orval worship beer because I do uh, well, not yet. We're only I'll six months old. All right. You know? Give it time. Give it time. Fair Do enough. Do you have enough. plans to? All right. Let's talk about that, though. Let's talk about... Let's first talk about your pedigrees, because, like I said, Kennedy does send me notes, and he sent them to me at least eight minutes before the show. But when I was reading where you guys had been, I was like, wow. Wow. And how did you find each other? Like, how does this, how does this team up happen? Because it sounds fucking delightful. And I have heard of you guys, and that I don't mean that to be mean. There's just... When I, a opened, lot of breweries. when I opened, there was 13 in New Jersey. Like, it was very cool to know who everybody was. And now it's like, wait, what? How? How? But so you guys have definitely bit, come to my knowledge. So good on you for whatever reason. Like I said, the beginning, the, the labels are tight. The, the whole thing is tight. But I also love your mix. So talk about where you each come from, how you come together, and how this becomes your thing. Please. Mine's a lot shorter than Kyle, so I'll go first. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was working, um, you know, before I had been working front house, like beer bars and breweries while I was going through grad school. And when I got through grad school, I decided to either, you know, be a brewer and stick with that or, um, you know, get it out of my system and become an audiologist. Uh, but I was at Modern Times at the time and applied for just like a packaging job and Worked my way through there from like the lab to the uh, like the special projects, like a lot of oak fermentation stuff. Um, I'm from the area, so I got offered a job at Tired Hands to run their, build a lab for them and run their like oak fermentation stuff. Um, so I, uh, I bartended there before. Did you still have the big, the big concrete egg when you were there? Uh, when I was there, it was, um, we had racked some terrible beer into some very nice barrels, um, which was Gene introduced me to the concrete egg and gave me a beer out of it. I was like, it tastes like concrete. I wonder yeah. where that goes. And yeah, then the next time I went, it wasn't there anymore. I was it like, was falling Gene, apart like on the inside. Um, yeah, those things you really need to treat like properly with tartaric acid. And I don't, didn't happen. I don't believe that was happening. No, that was um, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, so I'd moved back, to, moved back here, um, got that stuff started, and then, you know, in my time there, also started making some wine and some cider, and um, they started a coffee program, so I was working with the coffee yeah. roaster there. Um, I met Kyle when he was at a different brewery, and uh, then he came down and started working at Tired Hands. Oh, I, I didn't realize you guys hooked up at that part. Yeah. So that would have been in 2000? I'm sorry, 2020. Uh, I started... Working there in, in 2018, but I had met Brendan probably two or three years before that. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I started working at, th I'm, I'm from originally from Indiana, so I started working nice. at Three Floyds <laughs> when I was 16 years old. Three Floyds. Three Floyds. Three Floyds. I worked at Three Floyds when I was 16 working in the kitchen. It was They had just opened like a brew pub, and I was from a town over, and 
needed a job, you know. What town originally? I'm from Highland. Um, I went to Highland High School. It's the same high school that Beavis and Butthead go to. In that's awesome. Yeah, so, so I know it that's, well. Yeah, that's my bragging rights. I don't think they were <laughs> from Indiana, but I know that they went to the same high right. school with the same name as mine. That's awesome. Right. So when I turned, I like climb my way up the kitchen because kitchen turnover is a yeah. very normal thing. And sure. They asked me when I was 20 if I wanted to be the sous chef, and I was like, no, I would rather work in the brewery. Like, I don't actually like working in the kitchen. It's just nice, Good easy. That's, so That's a lot of tenacity for a 16 to 20-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, by that time I, know, I was 20, I know, yeah. I know how 16-year-olds yeah. are treated in kitchens. I had done it all. <laughs> I like so the flexibility I. of working in the in a kitchen. You know, you could take time off. People would cover you. Like Everybody loves a good meth habit. Yeah. You get yelled at a lot. So, Indiana yeah. 16-year-old in the kitchen. Come on. There's a lot of meth in your history. Yeah. But anyway. So what? It was like 2000. I mean, Melvin Camp wrote most of his songs just about that experience. That's right. So, yeah. Second on Chili Dogs. That, that, <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was like 2009, and, and they were expanding at the time and let me start working in the brewery, which was a great opportunity for me. And then five years later, I was, I was working as a production brewer, and they're like, do you want to move to Denmark and open this brewery for us in Copenhagen? And I was like, I was 25 then. I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So I like Fuck moved yeah. there. Yeah, and, man. And Indiana you, or Copenhagen. Yeah, let I was me like, ask you a totally nor, different. Let's be clear. Northern Indiana. Northwest or, Indiana. The region. It's a, it's a the bubble. Region. Not, the region. Yeah. Definitely from the region. I've been to Hammond, Indiana. Yeah. There's not. But wait, yeah. I'm, I'm far yeah. more interested in why did you ever come home? Why did I come back? I like I love Copenhagen, especially like in that forearm tattoo chef brewer part of the state. I know I'm all, I'm sorry the country. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. I'm only ever visiting. Oh, but Jesus fucking Christ, dude! I feel like they're doing everything right for that part of the world, right? Yeah. Do you disagree? Yeah, yeah. No, no. It was it was great. It was is very dreamlike so, living there. I was yeah. living in a dream. And you could but ride your bike to work. Yeah, I did. I rode my bike people everywhere. People respect you when you're riding a bike. Yeah, yeah there's separate lanes yeah, for bikes. People aren't yeah. trying to it's kill you. It's great. It's, I fucking ding, ding. love yeah. Denmark, and I love everybody I ever met. No, I've, I've seen five bikers just get clipped on this road alone since we've oh, been talking. So my God. Well, I would never ride my bike on Walnut Street here. That's a death wish. But So seriously, like... yeah. When you when and obviously this is going great. I'm not saying you should mm-hmm. have, but I I don't think like if had I found my way to Denmark in my twenties, I think I'd have died in Denmark. Well, <laughs> I was working at War Pigs Brew Pub, which was like a collaboration between like McKellar and Three Floyds. I'd met a lot of brewers there, brewed a lot of different collaborative beers and such, and one led to uh, a job offer from Hill Farmstead in Vermont. Oh, so, that's a pretty good offer. So yeah, I was like, it's a pretty good offer. And, and it's my, like, do you hate humans but love beer? That, we could put you. We could put you in this safe space in Vermont. <laughs> that 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 did, I had a romanticized you have, version. You have a car yeah. that you don't want to respect its shocks. <laughs> you know, we actually, have a road in. when you, I when you, I are, I, you, are you sick of waiting for seventy three thousand cyclists to finish every light cycle? Come to this place where there's nobody. <laughs> my my car when I left for Denmark was a Fiat five hundred, and I put it in storage. And then when I moved to Vermont, I had a Fiat five hundred. And I would get stuck in the snow all the time. And everyone out there has a truck, and they love pulling people out of the snow. So I had no truck. If I got stuck, so I'd be like, you want me to drag you out? I got chains. I got chains. Please. I'm like, yeah, yeah please. Please I do. i got to tell you, there's been a couple cars in my life that you drive by, and you're like, why the, how the? And the minute you told that story, I saw, like, a monster truck Fiat. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, moved home. 
could just afford to do the raising to work. Yeah, to in the raising, bed. putting the bigger tires on like, it. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. I love that. All right, so yeah. beer two, which is Woo. Kennedy. Woo. You know, Woo. I didn't bring it again. I know, but we need you to edit better. This is Rayavera, which I know not to be a Woo. small big beer, but this thing is. But the problem is, it's so. It's, it's decadent. It's got none of those edges that make me no, afraid of it. No, no. This is welcoming. This is, this is you after four no. beers on your way to sixteen, where your silver tongue is working. For it? It's working. Yeah, it's working well, and you're like, hey. Hey, just come on over here. Let's. It's warm. Let's Maybe just, I it's can't a jacuzzi. Fly. Yeah. It's a jacuzzi. Nobody's ever been mad at a jacuzzi, John Hall. Get in. This is. Yeah, I know. It's and but it's. So we're drinking this very raw, very properly cold brewed coffee next to it. Or at least I am. So no, I, I I'm wondering if there's yet. any of those notes. But what it's no. leaving me with in the glass is just the nicest, most chill fucking chocolate notes, like just so chill, right? Like, like. You know that, that nondescript like milk chocolate. But you know that nondescript like milk chocolate they make Easter bunnies out of. It's like that level of chocolate. It's like, oh, that's just chocolate. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so pleasantly. Yeah, but there's like a blackberry liqueur that's going on here. There's like a nice syrupiness to it. Like right, you keep talking. I'm gonna drink a little the bit pills of like. Come back to it. It's it's got the consistency of a light maple syrup that comes out of like one of those generic. There's 100 percent maple. Yeah. But without that maple syrup flavor, like I'm not saying that there's maple. The but whole like rooted, tooty, fresh and fruity rack poured on a one pancake because you're high. Sure. <laughs> Um, you guys have had this beer before. Wait, wait, wait. I want to know if you're getting right. any... So the water content smells I'm weird. I'm sorry. We're in Philly, so I, I'm going to need Worder. for you to say water. Water. I did. Worder. I caught the it. The minute you said Philly, I was like, water. My bad. Water. Water. Um, we got to appeal to the Homer base here. Yeah. What? what uh, so I'm, s- I'm smelling. I'm smelling a high calcium water note that I'm not getting on the palate at all. Okay. I'm wondering if you caught it, no? No. All right. Never mind. Um, no, I'm just going with like that syrupy nature. You think there's and any lactose in it? I hope not. I hope that this is all age and malt derived. And maybe a really pretty bourbon barrel a long time ago. It's a lot of vanilla in there. Though. On the back end. Hmm. If there's no, so I'm get, like I said, I'm getting a water note, water note. I, ho- I, I mean, I hope that there's barrel in this. I don't know about bourbon, but I hope that there's a little bit of like a barrel. I hate that we're now at the point wasn't. where for research, I'm getting myself wasted on this beer. There's no way this beer is under 9%. Have you had this before, either of you? Yeah, we, we both yeah. have. All right. And so I now what is have it? A, wait, I now have a little coffee note now that I have the pills right. Now that you you've have been no drinking coffee? coffee. And I guess we should apologize that we brought no, some big fine. beers. No, no. You no have a lot of, we're pros. We're, we're, we're fine. We know we're supposed Listen, to be doing it. Your decisions right now are Amtrak's problems later. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're leaving Philadelphia. This is like par for the course. They're probably like, oh, yeah, more They might be our Philly. problems. Amtrak might By find a way, bunch of our cans. By the way, when we showed up at 30th <laughs> Street <laughs> Station about 90 minutes after we were originally supposed to, we were met by... An Irish eyes are smiling Kennedy. That was just so, <laughs> so flush. I was so like, flushed. "Hello." He's like, "Hi, guys." Yeah. So Kennedy, Kennedy could one hundred percent have been a vaccine denying candidate for president when we found him on special. <laughs> so, what is this doing for you right now? Like, what are you guys getting off of this beer? Uh, 
Surprisingly smooth, goes down a little too right. easy. Right. A little too easy. Can you the, tell us the ABV without telling us anything about it? Because I'm terrified this thing's at like 13%. It's it's up there. It's up there. Is it double? It's, it's double digits. Yeah, it's definitely double digits. Uh, definitely a little f- fruitier than I was expecting. Um, but right, it's it's the blackberry it, thing. There, he was that blackberry, about. blueberry, like there's there's definitely like a current thing, like water current. Uh, you know, like water currents. currents. Water yeah. Cur- my currents. Bad. My bad. Currents. All right. Uh, so anyway, let's just finish it because I want to get right. back to these guys. Uh, I I. <laughs> This is one of those things where I feel like I have to be in the right mood. Oh, you're prob- in the right mood. But probably at Monk's here in Philly, and I decide to go beyond the tap tower and look at the bottle oh, and be like, you know, I wonder. And then, yep. and then at the end of the night, like my bar tab is like, well, that can't be right. <laughs> um, but I, I, I feel like that's where uh, who got wonder, me drunk night. Yeah, wonder, we've all been wonder, there. It's all, oh, it was you again, Hall. I yeah. wonder if this is the same exact mistake it was four years ago. It's got to have aged better. It's got, yeah. Uh, but this is where I want to be with that. All um, right, so let's reveal right. it because I want to get back to Carbon Copy. Oh my it's God, it's Dirkler. Dirkler. Oh my God, it's Dirkler. <laughs> It's amazing. Oh, just here, Justin. From what year? Uh, I believe it's a 2015. It's a 2015 Dirkler. When, when my and, parents and came out from Indiana when we opened, they like brought us some beers. Soy free. It's yeah. soy free Dirkler. <laughs> yeah. Back home this, again, just so you know, this is legitimately, and I'm, I'm not being a dick here. Like, I, I respect who they are and what they did, and I always like making fun of. But when we started the show, the whole show was taking the pretense out of beers like Dirkler. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, of course. How good is it and what is it? But... Because they went so far askew and did things like the, you know, the Jägermeister barrel or whatever, a lot of the ones that got to me because they were so cherished were so far askew. I was like, yeah, this is perfectly yeah, this is, lovely this beer. This is standard issue, non-barrel This is, this is original Dirkler. 2015 Dark Lord. I might have so, been at that, that fest that year. Is now this the one that. where? Oh my God! None yeah, we of you will understand we this because it's just a friend of mine who had his backpack stolen. But I feel like it might have been 2015 where he lost his entire allotment of Dirkler. Having I think really maybe he just a, dropped it drunk yeah. and you're taking. Or is that how your, your dad got an extra? <laughs> Ken but, got the extra wait, allotment. I want to say this because this is one of those things that that exists so high in the canon that we feel free to pick shots at it. This is a lovely fucking beer, and it's not as showy as I expect. Dark Lord to be, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. yeah. But how much of that comes with age? Yeah, I mean, I, I would think a lot of it does. Did you, I, were you around in fifteen? I I think I was. Yeah. All right. So then you broke the rules. I didn't know that you that broke was the, the rule. rules. That was the rule. The rules are you can't have any beer you made because I might hate it. I don't want to oh. be a dick to your face. <laughs> I told him no carbon copy beer. Come on. He didn't okay. brew that batch. He checked. Yeah, I didn't. I was I was seller. I was seller <laughs> My at the time. Dark Lord, though. Every but everything year. about Dark Lord's in the cellar. <laughs> but when it was in the cellar, he moved to Copenhagen. So yeah, yeah so I was fine. I was going it's fine. Well, well, I'm still I'm, gonna yell at Kennedy. For I'm this gonna for allow years. it. Um, <laughs> I think it's just because you like it and you didn't it's want so to. So fucking good. No, 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 no. I want to like everything. I just don't always, and I can't lie. But I, this is lovely. The, I feel though when this beer comes out every year, or at least like back in '15 and some of the years previous, when when I was actually going out to that festival and hanging out in Munster, um, Metal Hall is the what, best hall. Metal Hall is yeah. I mean, you <laughs> until know, you me, until you've been out with Hall and his choker on, you me, haven't me, really. Me, big cannibal me corpse and guy. And spikes is. Uh, I mean, that's that's really just the natural me. Um, God damn it. 
<laughs> the leather bow tie. And uh, oh my god, oh my god, we're making that happen. We're doing live shows from Dirk Lerd, and you're wearing a leather bow tie. Leather bow tie. But it's it's always one of those beers where you say, "Wow, this is really good," but it's super hot. Let's give this a year to settle down, right? And maybe that was you know ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Like but the, we were talking about chocolate style from Brooklyn at the time. That was to style. That was the right move, right? Yeah, because it, you you'd sell it at a certain way to get it out there, but that it was made to age. And I feel like we're at the right point for this beer nine years removed. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had some on on. We were out for a Dark Lord Day. Um, What's that? What? Last month? No, that's fine. <laughs> and uh, we had some um, on draft, and it was dangerously smooth there too. Like not a, not a lot of heat you'd expect from like a big beer. But uh, I feel like that's an evolution, and a good evolution. But there, there's definitely some show in the eight years we've been doing this where you can hear me say, if they've adjunct it, they want you to drink it today, mm-hmm. right? Like that was a pivot where it was like make a big ballsy fucking stout that's gonna fucking age and get people to wait a year or two to drink it and it'll become this amazing thing and then as a culture myself included we just started adding those notes that it turns into to it so you could drink now and revolution's probably the king of that where they have 12 a year that they've added a thing that shows up four years later to today so you just drink it today and it works, and then you can do 12 a year, right? It's not an yeah. annual thing where you're waiting. And, you know, I guess Dirk Lord's one of them, but for us it was Black Ops <laughs> on the East Coast. But where you'd, you'd be like, all right, you're going to want to drink this one around year three, I think, or maybe around year five, I think. But, you know what I mean? It was, it was just buy the same beer every year, made to be age-worthy. And I think, I think that's gone largely because of... Just the premium on get it out now, make it right. And I feel like there's a way to identify in the brewery. Like, do we want you to wait four years to drink this, or do we want you to drink it today? And the answer shorthand is, did you put marshmallows in it? <laughs> well, that's also the thing. Like, I know it has such a high, like, finishing gravity. So I thought it'd be interesting to give it to y'all, especially in the modern day of like such hyper sweet stouts. Sweet. You know, I mean, yeah, no, it's no. definitely no, that, very that, mellow that's and kind of thing. But it did from that. read as sweetened chocolate, right? That, yeah. That Easter Bunny we talked about in the first note mm-hmm. is you high sugar. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but high sugar chocolate, right? So, but that's not a bad thing when it still tastes like chocolate, right? It's when it tastes like somebody dipped the chocolate in sugar. Yeah. But let's get back to carbon copy. Let's well, that's what, no, that's what I want to ask about carbon copy, though. Because, Thank you, Dre. Because you both have vast experiences at other places where you've learned so much, and you've been able to make beers like what we just drank, and you know the other beers, and you're now thinking about open fermentation. What are the lessons, or what are the beers that inspired you along the way? That now that you have your own place, you each feel you want to release to the world but in your own way you know is there a dark lord in you that could be a carbon copy beer down the line i mean i definitely think we're going to make things that are bigger like imperial stouts we'll barrel some we'll make barley wine but what we really like doing is kind of like brewing like what augie said earlier when he looked at our cans he's like oh you brew i didn't expect it to be this and like we're so new we're we're lucky enough to where we can kind of like 
plant our flag wherever we want. We don't right. have to be like everybody when we were like, it took us a long time to, to get out. We, we quit our jobs in April of 2020. Even at the beginning of the pandemic, we were like, <laughs> even though even though we don't know what's going to happen, we were just like, let's just go down, for let's it. Let's start over. We're yeah. talking to the two dumbest people that have ever been on the show. <laughs> two dumbest hey, people that have a brewery now. Yeah. So. <laughs> you were like, hey, yeah. I'm not sure, but I think we've got two years to figure shit out. Yeah, and, and yeah, we just wanted to brew a little bit of everything and kind of go for that like brew pub model where it's like yeah. everyone would always ask us like oh well, what are you what's going to be your thing are you going to be like a lager brewery you're going to be like a hoppy brewery it's like i've worked at places like that where it's like you have 12 ipas on tap and it's boring but if you can brew a couple ipas you know lagers yeah. belgian style german style so so let's tie this up together because we are running out of time again paul and i do this when we do four in a day but um let's talk about your city and we're in Philly. We're visiting. Philly's got, at least on the East Coast, I think Philly's got the most developed beer culture for a craft um, for a bunch of reasons, and we talk about them all the time. But are they embracing you guys as good brewers of beer and finding your spot? And are they are they kind of pushing you one way or the other on like those four samples or you know IPA hell? It's just just a great little mix of here's what we fucking do and I get it you know what I mean are, are, are you feeling the your neighbors like no matter what you think I've, I've you guys work at Tired Hands you know what it is to be a destination brewery I've worked at destination restaurants and town restaurants if you forget your town you fail as a destination anything but is your town in this situation embracing everything you do or are they are you finding they just want a place to sit down and drink a fucking beer and not have you be like here's what i did this time or you know and does mean? the dock street location help with that because that's of I'm, their longevity yeah. yeah it definitely does in the neighborhood um like where we're at in west philly is very neighborhood focused um you know we're operate you know, for a brewery, we operate more as like a restaurant than we do as like a traditional bar. You guys do bar. do food too. By the way, yeah. we got to get back to tin fish. Fuck! Thank God you said yeah. that. Your list, of, your Kennedy list of shit you do, and then tin fish. I was like, yeah, that's sexy as fuck. Let's get back to that. Italian or, or Norwegian? Uh, I think it's mostly like, like Spanish. Yeah, European. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like but, but that's what I mean. There's, like, there's the southern and the northern tin yeah. fish. Fucking love. It. Fucking love it, but yeah. can't believe you're getting away with it. Yeah, and um, it's a thing that we wanted to do, and we're, you know, it's a great way to add a significant amount of variety, and we can buy a little bit more like bolder things, and we're like, shit, if this doesn't sell in three to five years, doesn't I guess we'll just eat difference. it, you know? Like, yeah. um, take it, but, take it into the yeah. Fucking are there drinkers like myself and Augie who come in who are just like damn excited about your tin fish? Right yeah, here? a lot of them. We sell a shitload of tin fish. Dude, it's the fucking, I, it's the I, way. But you, all you need is a nice cracker and tins of fish. Yeah, we That's do all like you need. we do. Um, we've got some like kind of Cambro nice like type lunch trays, and we do like a deviled egg, some house made pickles, some barbecue nuts, and some crackers to be here. I'm gonna Ken's burn place. New Jersey, yeah. Yeah. but I think I think we need to come down for a second. Round I'm gonna to see burn New Jersey. To yeah, the we do. Grad. How is it possible that I can't sell the deviled egg in in six to seven months' time? Can we come down to your place and do a spate of shows like we're doing today? With but Ken, yeah. place. with Ken as all six guests. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yes? Well, just, yeah. yes. Oh, for sure. All different all right. versions of Ken. That's right. All right. Just, yeah. just all the Kens. Six to seven months from now, we're going to be back. Kennedy, this time, get us on your train. 
<laughs> Kennedy beat us by an hour and a half, and yeah. we came from the same place. He was at a private anyway, car. I, I, I want to get yeah. back to so I, I, I think we touched on it. It was fun, but so. Oh yeah, you were saying. What, you I, know, I just we, I just mean are are they? Is it is the neighborhood like? Oh great, we have another good brewery. Or are they trying to? Are they? Are they embracing all four of those beers? Like, no matter what yeah. I do, they still buy my double IPA. Well, actually, no we, we don't sell as much double IPA. I, I don't know. I, we just opened in December of last year, and I think that it is kind of changing. Like, when we opened, two beers we had on were, Brennan mentioned earlier, like the Belgian Table Saison, and we had an English Dark Mild, and people were going nuts for that stuff. And we looked at each other and we're like, are we going to be able to get away with just being like, a low ABV brewery where we can brew the things that we want. It's the and, right way to drink and enjoy people. But I mean, I mean, obviously our 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 modern like hazy double or IPA is still a top seller. But right underneath, it's like a West Coast IPA and our Northern German style Pilsner and things like that. So, but all I guess I want to hear, and Philly's always kind of led the way in my region. Um, is it is it people haven't gone only one brand? Right? Yeah. Like if there's support for, like it's so when we talk about how do you walk into a bar, ask the bartender what he's drinking. You know what I mean? And I just that style of drinking was feeling lost, and I'm feeling it kind of reinvigorated as I move around more. Granted, Jersey's always going to be no. We only want, you know, five years ago, but it's just it's fun to it's fun to see support for such a kind of well thought out process and not a oh no we make you know ice cream beers so thank you that's very cool I love um, it yeah instead we just make ice cream we just we have a soft serve machine that serves ice cream so have you put it in the beer yet no I'd love I'd love some to. people some people have I'd love you know, we did like a Baltic porter about that, early but on fucking Brandon what's uh forget West Coast he was the first guy to actually commit to making soft serve dropping it in his beer I was like you motherfucker and I really enjoyed it, so so that's on him. Um, anyway, all right. So before I get too warm, fuzzy, and fat tongued, stop editing your Instagram. You're worse than my 14 year old daughter. I don't have a 14 year old daughter. Um, anyway, thank you, boys. And thanks for coming. I can't wait to drink your beers after we finish our fourth episode, John. Yes. But uh, what sh- should we have said? How do they come find you? Give us yeah. all your instas and all that shit. Everybody John, knows how to shit. find us, but yeah. Well. Well, By accident. We, we have a website. It's carboncopyphilly.com. We have an Instagram. It's carboncopyphilly. Pretty easy to find us. Is, before we give up on this, why carbon copy? It's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek reference to, Citra you know, we've, IPAs. We've, worked, yeah, we've worked at a ton of places, so it's kind of our, our own, like, you know, thing to, yeah, to stay I, true to ourselves and do whatever, you know, do what we want. But I guess here your pedigree, nothing you're going to make is somebody's not going to be like, oh, that's yeah. from... We're not trying to be a carbon copy of any other spot. But you whether we like, like, no matter what cool, you guys you know, do, we're just like, trying oh, to just do he it. just learned yeah. that when he was over yeah. at... Yeah. yeah, no, we're, we're not, we're not trying right. to trend chase or anything right. like that. I like so. it a lot. Thank you for that. Yeah. Guys, this is a real pleasure. And I love that you guys are, you know, taking over a space that has longevity. And I hope that you guys have the same... Long run that they did. Yeah, we're yeah, stoked to take it. over such a such an iconic space too. Old it's firehouse, awesome. brew pub, classic. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right, Kennedy, tell them how to give us money. Uh, reach out to us on Patreon, patreoncom spear Send us letters, podcast at gmail.com. Five uh, stars. Five stars on iTunes and all that stuff. Um, all right, y'all, get at us.